Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. Paradise Lost by John Milton Book 10, Lines 848 through 1085 Adam rebuffs Eve's attempts to comfort him as he feels the weight of man's fall. Out of my sight, thou serpent! That name best befits thee with him leagued, thyself as false and hateful. Nothing once but that thy shape, like his, and color serpentine may show thy inward fraud, to warn all creatures from thee henceforth, lest that too heavenly form, pretended to hellish falsehood, snare them. But for thee I had persisted happy. Had not thy pride and wandering vanity, when least was safe, rejected my forewarning, and disdained not to be trusted? Longing to be seen, though by the devil himself, him overweening to overreach. But with the serpent meeting, fooled and beguiled, by him thou, I by thee, to trust thee from my side. Imagined wise, constant, mature, proof against all assaults, and understand not all was but a show, rather than solid virtue. All but a rib, crooked by nature, bent, as now appears, more to the part sinister from me drawn. Well, if thrown out, as supernumerary to my just number found. Oh, why did God, creator-wise, that peopled highest heaven with spirits masculine, create at last this novelty on earth, this fair defect of nature, and not fill the world at once with men, as angels, without feminine, or find some other way to generate mankind? This mischief had not been befallen, and more that shall befall. Innumerable disturbances on earth through female snares, and straight conjunction with this sex. For either he never shall find out fit mate, but such as some misfortune brings him, or mistake, of whom he wishes most, shall seldom gain through her perverseness, but shall see her gained by a far worse. Or, if she love, withheld by parents, or his happiest choice, too late shall meet, already linked and wedlock bound to a fell adversary, his hate or shame, which infinite calamity shall cause to human life, and household peace confound. He added not, and from her turned. But Eve, not so repulsed, with tears that ceased not flowing, and tresses all disordered, at his feet fell humble, and, embracing them, besought his peace, and thus proceeded in her plaint. Forsake me not thus, Adam. Witness heaven what love sincere and reverence in my heart I bear thee, and unweeting have offended, unhappily deceived. Thy suppliant I beg, and clasp thy knees. Bereave me not whereon I live, thy gentle looks, thy aid, thy counsel, in this uttermost distress, my only strength and stay. Forlorn of thee, 
whither shall I betake me? Where subsist? While yet we live, scarce one short hour, perhaps, between us two, let there be peace. Both joining, as joined in injuries, one enmity against a foe by doom express assigned us, that cruel serpent. On me exercise not thy hatred for this misery befallen. On me already lost, me than myself more miserable. Both have sinned, but thou against God only. I against God and thee. And to the place of judgment will return, there with my cries importune heaven, that all the sentence from thy head removed may light on me, sole cause to thee of all this woe. Me, me only, just object of his ire. She ended weeping, and her lowly plight immovable, till peace obtained from fault acknowledged and deplored in Adam wrought commiseration. Soon his heart relented towards her, his life so late, and sole delight. Now at his feet submissive in distress, creature so fair his reconcilement seeking, his counsel, whom she had displeased, his aid. As one disarm, his anger all he lost, and thus with peaceful words upraised her soon. Unwary, and too desirous as before, so now of what thou knowest not, who desirest the punishment all on thyself. Alas, bear thine own first. Ill able to sustain his full wrath, whose thou feelest as yet least part, and my displeasure bearest so ill. If prayers could alter high decrees, I to that place would speed before thee, and be louder heard, that on my head all might be visited. Thy frailty and infirmer sex given, to me committed, and by me exposed. But rise, let us no more contend, nor blame each other, blamed enough elsewhere, but strive in offices of love how we may lighten each other's burden in our share of woe. Since this day's death denounced, if aught I see will prove no sudden, but a slow-paced evil, a long day's dying to augment our pain, and to our seed, O hapless seed, derived. To whom thus Eve, recovering heart, replied, Adam, by sad experiment I know how little weight my words with thee can find, found so erroneous. Thence by just event found so unfortunate. Nevertheless, restored by thee, vile as I am, to place of new acceptance, hopeful to regain thy love, the sole contentment of my heart, living or dying, from thee I will not hide what thoughts in my unquiet breast are risen, tending to some relief of our extremes or end. Though sharp and sad, yet tolerable, as in our evils, and of easier choice. If care of our descent perplex us most, which must be born to certain woe, devoured by death at last. And miserable it is to be to others cause of misery, 
our own begotten, and of our loins to bring into this cursed world a woeful race, that after wretched life must be at last food to so foul a monster. In thy power it lies, yet ere conception to prevent the race unblessed, to being yet unbegot. Childless thou art, childless remain. So death shall be deceived his glut, and with us too be forced to satisfy his ravenous maw. But if thou judge it hard and difficult, conversing, looking, loving, to abstain from love's due rights, nuptial embraces sweet, and with desire to languish without hope, before the present object languishing with like desire, which would be misery and torment less than none of what we dread. Then, both ourselves and seed at once to free from what we fear for both. Let us make short, let us seek death, or, he not found, supply with our own hands his office on ourselves. Why stand we longer shivering under fears that show no end but death? and have the power of many ways to die the shortest choosing, destruction with destruction to destroy. She ended here, or vehement despair broke off the rest. So much of death her thoughts had entertained, as dyed her cheeks with pale. But Adam, with such counsel nothing swayed, to better hopes his more attentive mind laboring had raised, and thus to Eve, replied, Eve, thy contempt of life and pleasure seems to argue in thee something more sublime and excellent than what thy mind contemns. But self-destruction therefore sought, refutes that excellence thought in thee, and implies not thy contempt, but anguish and regret for loss of life and pleasure overloved. Or if thou covet death, as utmost end of misery, so thinking to evade the penalty pronounced, doubt not, but God hath wiselier armed his vengeful ire than so to be forestalled. Much more I fear lest death, so snatched, will not exempt us from the pain we are by doom to pay. Rather, such acts of contumacy will provoke the highest to make death in us live. Then let us seek some safer resolution which methinks I have in view, calling to mind with heed part of our sentence, that thy seed shall bruise the serpent's head. Piteous amends, unless be meant, whom I conjecture, our grand foe, Satan, who in the serpent hath contrived against us this deceit. To crush his head would be revenge indeed, which will be lost by death brought on ourselves or childless days resolved, as thou proposest. So our foe shall scape his punishment ordained, and we instead shall double ours upon our heads. No more be mentioned then of violence against ourselves, and willful barrenness that cuts us off from hope, and savors only rancor and pride, impatience and despite, reluctance against God and his just yoke laid on our necks. Remember with what mild and gracious temper he both heard and judged, without wrath or reviling. We expected immediate dissolution, 
which we thought was meant by death that day. When lo, to thee pains only in childbearing were foretold, and bringing forth, soon recompensed with joy, fruit of thy womb. On me the curse aslope glanced on the ground. With labor I must earn my bread. What harm? Idleness had been worse. My labor will sustain me. And, lest cold or heat should injure us, his timely care hath, unbesought, provided. And his hands clothed us, unworthy, pitying while he judged. How much more, if we pray him, will his ear be open and his heart to pity incline, and teach us further by what means to shun the inclement seasons, rain, ice, hail, and snow, which now the sky, with various face, begins to show us in this mountain, while the winds blow moist and keen, shattering the graceful locks of these fair-spreading trees, which bids us seek some better shroud, some better warmth to cherish our limbs benumbed, ere this diurnal star leave cold the night. How we, his gathered beams reflected, may with matter sear foment. Or, by collision of two bodies, grind the air attrite to fire. As late the clouds jostling, or pushed with winds, rude in their shock, tine the slant lightning, whose thwart a flame driven down kindles the gummy back of fir, or pine, and sends a comfortable heat from far, which might supply the sun, such fire to use, and what may else be remedy or cure to evils, which our own misdeeds have wrought, he will instruct us praying, and of grace beseeching him, so as we need not fear to pass commodiously this life, sustained by him with many comforts, till we end in dust, our final rest and native home. What better can we do than to the place repairing where he judged us, prostrate fall before him reverent, and there confess humbly our faults and pardon beg, with tears watering the ground and with our sighs the air frequenting, sent from hearts contrite, in sign of sorrow unfeigned and humiliation meek. Undoubtedly he will relent and turn from his displeasure in whose look serene, when angry most he seemed and most severe, what else but favor, grace, and mercy shone? So spake our father penitent, nor Eve felt less remorse. They forthwith to the place repairing where he judged them, prostrate fell before him reverent, and there confessed humbly their faults, and pardon begged with tears watering the ground, and with their sighs the air frequenting, sent from hearts contrite, in sign of sorrow unfeigned, and humiliation meek. Tis the gift to be simple, tis the gift to be free, tis the gift to come down where we ought to be, and when we find ourselves in the place just right, t'will be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right.